Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome into the Bruce Hooley Show. It's the 31st day of 2024. It's uh, 1,106 days since the Biden regime took over America. And it's my first day back this week. Thank you for your text messages and email messages inquiring about my health. I was out for a couple of days and I'm glad to be back. But thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support and uh, for your inquiries. It's it's good to know that uh, this show is integrated into some of your daily routines that you're listening and that it matters. Hey, uh, we'll have a guest in just a moment. It is Wednesday, so it's uh, World Events Wednesday, right? We need to keep a pulse on what's going on worldwide. We're going to do that in just a moment. A few quick programming notes. At 11.35, Shannon and Burns will be back. Shannon was with us last week, and we're going to figure out, did the Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee, did they endorse members of the Blue 22? Did they reward the people who turned their backs on Republican voters? Uh, So make sure you set an alarm for 11.35. 12.06, Mahek Cook, she's a friend of the show. She'll be here to talk about the border crisis. What is the latest? Uh, Greg Abbott last week essentially created an environment he didn't create, but his response, uh, I don't know, maybe stoked the fuel or stoked the fire of standoff at the southern border. Where is that? What has Joe Biden's response been? And uh, at 1222, Josh Brown will be here. He's a member of the state central committee, but he's here to talk to us about Buckeye Boys State, why it's important, how you can register, what it means to you, what it means to our youth and, um, He'll probably answer some other hard questions about the State Central Committee. And the phone lines are open for you at 844-TALK-989. That's 844-825-5989. And uh, we'll take your calls all day. Anything that's on your mind, any questions that you want to ask of our upcoming guests. Speaking of guests, let's get to it right now. Uh, Dr. Glenn Dewar, he's Chair of History in Government and Professor of International Studies at Cedarville University. Dr. Dewar, welcome back. How are you today, sir? I'm great. How are you feeling? I, you know, I feel I sound awful, but I feel great. <laughs> I've had more rest in the last 48 hours than I think I've had in a year. Um, but thank you for joining us. I know you're a busy man. Hey, um, let's talk about what's going on with Iran and the Middle East. Now, uh, Sky News reported that Iran promises a, quote, decisive response to any U.S. attack over a drone strike which killed three soldiers in Jordan. And uh, Khatib Hezbollah, an Iraq-based militant group, thought to have ties to Iran, is one of several factions U.S. officials believe may be responsible for the deaths of the three American troops. 
at its Tower 22 base in Jordan. What can you tell us about that, Dr. Dewar? Absolutely. There's been really a a slow drip of attacks on U.S. and Allied bases in the Middle East since October the 7th. That is the the date of the heinous Hamas invasion of Israel. Um, But 166 attacks from uh, militias backed by Iran in Iraq and Syria on U.S. forces this has risen to the level of, of news because, unfortunately, three service members died. But this has been ongoing. 99 attacks in Syria, 66 in Iraq, and now the first one in Jordan, which is a U.S. ally. It's signed a peace agreement with Israel in 1994. And Tower 22 base has also uh, historically been very useful for U.S. and allied forces uh, because it's been a place where we've kind of based to then uh, provide intelligence or backup to the U.S. Army against ISIS several years ago. And so this has been really a, a terrible attack. Uh, Iran's hallmarks are, are all over it. Uh, having said that, Iran doesn't have great control, seemingly, of its militias. And so a very significant strike uh, back is going to be an important one. And as predicted, um, various groups in Syria and Iraq have said, we'll fire right back at you. Uh, Khatib Hezbollah is linked to Hezbollah in uh, southern Lebanon, which, again, is Iran-funded, Iran-backed, uh, and Iran, uh, uh, Iranian-made uh, missiles and rockets as well. So um, I want to, in, in just a couple of minutes, talk about October 7th. And what we may be learning about the United Nations and their involvement, which um, I think Trump foreshadowed several years ago. But before we get to that, uh, I did hear a clip of Joe Biden, and he was asked about the attack on U.S. soldiers and not verbatim. But in essence, he said he doesn't want a wide war, a wider war in the Middle East. Uh, what do you read into that response? To me, it's another milk toast response from Joe Biden. Am I reading that wrong? No, I think you're reading it right. It is too tepid in my view. But uh, the president uh, does face a very important decision because I I think he speaks for many that we don't want something much wider. But the question is how that's produced. Because if we look back historically, when President Reagan was faced with similar circumstances, he hit the Iranian Navy very, very hard. President Trump in 2020 neutralized General Qasem Soleimani. And so there are responses that can be viewed and taken very seriously by the Iranian regime such that they'll back off. Uh, if, if the Biden administration's um, uh, response is something that's more te- tepid, uh, targeted surgical responses, they've said, it, it could be useful, but it won't send a message to Iran. Usually they respond well through the, to the peace through strength ideal uh, but again, it is a it's a dangerous line to walk. It's always hard to know how another will respond. Uh, and so it is a, a challenging decision to make. Yes. Um, sometimes our enemies raise the threat. And nowadays we hear some threats in between words by American officials. I believe that was Revolutionary Guard Commander um, Hussein Salami. And... Um, <sighs> I guess my question is, before we get to this U.N., what I'm going to call debacle, um, what does a targeted surgical response look like? To me, and, probably, and I'm – go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, to me, 
sometimes when we start talking about these terrorist groups and militias, it's 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 so diverse that I I have a hard time figuring out how do you respond to something like that. Well, that's the central point because Qatar, the Hezbollah has has claimed a level of responsibility. The Islamic resistance in Iraq has uh, also been listed as a potential uh, sponsor. There are. Uh, numerous different militias, and so figuring out exactly who did it, who has the the hallmarks, and then finding their leadership and uh, surgical strike there is going to prove challenging. Um, the Biden President Biden noted that he's going to pick a time of his choosing that's going to be delayed in some ways. Uh, that could invite uh, further attacks in the near future. Uh, if you know, hey, I've only got a few few days to live, they're coming after me. You know, how are they then going to respond? That, that could be a, a dangerous signal in and of itself. And so the surgical response, if, if done well, could be useful. But there's, uh, there's just, as you mentioned, a lot of different militia groups. And so really getting to the bottom of this and stopping the 166 attacks is going to be a, a key one. So I know that, um, and I'm going to be very vague here because I didn't have a chance to dive into all of the key pieces, but I do remember President Trump at one time withholding funding or, or at least funding for certain segments of the U.N. And, and Biden essentially coming back and saying, no, these are good guys. We're going to reopen that funding. My understanding is now there's some inquiry or investigation into whether or not the United Nations had actually funded uh, some of these terrorist groups like uh, Qatab Hezbollah. What do you know about that? This specifically relates to the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, UNRWA, which is one of two uh, refugee agencies uh, in in world affairs. And uh, in general, this can be very good because it helps people uh, when they're in a time of need. That is the wider Human Rights Commission that I'm referencing. But UNRWA in particular has existed since 1948 on the promise of protecting Palestinian refugees and trying to um, uh, provide them land back, provide them food while they're refugees. And and in many ways, when you look at President Trump's decision to defund them, um, it's one that makes sense because this is, to go to, to point blank, the UN has two refugee agencies, one for the world and one for Palestinians. And in effect, it's kind of lied to Palestinians year over year, thinking that they're somehow going to get territory, land, other things back. And uh, in the midst of all this, it's been shown that at least a dozen workers from UNRWA were part of the Hamas invasion of Israel and part of some of the most gruesome crimes that were committed there. And so this is one that's uh, deeply disturbing. About 15 seconds here, Dr. Dewar. Do you want to hold on the other side of this break to finish this conversation? Sure. Okay. Uh, Stay tuned. Uh, More on this topic with Dr. Glenn Dewar next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Hey, are you looking for a lucrative side hustle? Check out Alpha Beta Report, alphabetareport.com. The guys there will give you the education on markets, trading, crypto. They'll help you turn a small amount of money into a towering asset. So, you looking for a lucrative side hustle? Check out 
Alpha Beta Report at alphabetareport.com. And thank you to the Alpha Beta Report for your continued support of the Ohio Press Network. So the question is, are your tax dollars going to support the actors um, behind the grotesque, heinous, unfathomable events of October 7th? The United States sends billions of dollars to the United Nations every year and hundreds of millions more to the International Committee of the Red Cross. Now, uh, UNRWA, UN Relief and Works Agency, is what I'm talking about right now with Dr. Glenn Dewar of Cedarville University. And before we went to break, he was explaining that the Trump administration in 2018 cut off funding, but the Biden administration reopened the spigot. Um, So I'm going to give you the floor again, Dr. Dewar, to explain um, maybe the travesty of funding uh, UNRWA. Thank you. I appreciate it. So the United States funds 22% of the United Nations, and uh, it's costly, but it's also had some uses. We have a forum to talk to other countries and uh, thus far prevented World War III, which has been a success. But there are uh, entities within the UN um, in terms of human rights and sometimes with treatment of people that have just been blatantly terrible. And UNRWA is one of those in the sense that um, there's significant support for Hamas inside the relief agency, one, uh, but also, two, uh, those supporters then committed the atrocious acts upon Israel. And as noted before the break, uh, this is uh, uh, one of two agencies for refugees around the world. And and in my view, it it almost lies to Palestinians to give them a sense that maybe they'll get things back. Uh, And so my broader view is get rid of UNRWA anyway, because uh, if there are refugees that need help, it can fall under the main refugee agency in the first place. And then it also roots out uh, support for uh, Hamas, which has just been brutal in recent months. And so um, I think the Biden administration will have decisions to make in the forthcoming uh, weeks and months about whether or not it continues to fund UNRWA. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it, what, what I'm hearing you say is to get rid of UNRWA and to let support go to the other remaining agency. And just a quick note, according to The Hill, uh, this organization runs schools in the West Bank and Gaza that explicitly teach kids to hate Jews and, of course, Israel. Many of its staff members are members of a t- terrorist group um, such as Hamas. Its facilities are used by Hamas uh, to launch attacks and build terror tunnels. Employees stand accused of celebrating October 7th and even holding some of Hamas's Israeli hostages in their homes. So getting rid of that type of organization seems to make sense. Um, final question, uh, do, you, do you see any political candidate – um, that we're looking at for president in, in 2024, uh, being a strong proponent of that? It's hard to know because it does get into the weeds um, and how someone will act. Obviously, President Trump has already done that, and so uh, it's something that he may do again. Uh, Nikki Haley has experience as the uh, U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. I haven't heard her position uh, on it, but it's the type of thing where Uh, She would push back, and she was uh, deeply concerned about uh, the Human Rights Council as it it moved forward and simply ways in which authoritarian regimes do not stand up for the U.N. Charter 
Uh, and so there's the potential that she will take on that position as well. So uh, I think both re- major Republican candidates left will in all likelihood have significant pushback against UNRWA. And with Biden, the proof would be in the pudding. Either he will or he won't. Uh, Dr. Glenn Dewar, he is chair of history and government and professor of international studies at Cedarville University. Thank you for spending time with us today and unpacking the details of this important topic. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, uh, Jack Windsor, uh, filling in for Bruce Hooley. And it's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, Quick reminder, 1135, which is just a few moments away now, Shannon Burns, Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee uh, member, will be here to talk with us about Saturday. Um, The group met to pass a budget, consider the threshold for endorsing candidates, and uh, also to endorse candidates. So we're going to find out what was the result of the two-thirds proposal, meaning um, the goal was to increase the threshold to endorse uh, to two-thirds. Were there endorsements? And what does that mean going forward for the Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee? Now, I'm kind of a wonk in that world. Um, a lot of listeners don't even know that the Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee exists or how those members are elected. And that's one of the things we're going to ask Shannon about. Can he or someone else put forward uh, a resolution uh, or a rule that would make it easier for candidates and members of the Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee to be identified, communicated with by the general Republican population? Um, I think that's key. This is the stuff that goes like this is the behind closed doors, right behind the curtain stuff where uh, budgets for campaigns are decided. uh, Winners and losers are picked. And so we'll talk with Shannon uh, about that next. Um, And thank you to Dr. Glenn Dewar for um, really, I guess, peeling the curtain back again on UNRWA. Did you know that? Did you know that the United Nations Relief and Works Agency um, gets hundreds of millions of dollars every year? I mean, the U.S. sends billions of dollars to the U.N. every year, and uh, a lot of that money flows through to UNRWA, and the organization legitimately teaches hatred to kids for Jews and, and of course, Israel. And you have staff members, which, by the way, um, UNRWA does not submit the names of its staff, contractors, or beneficiaries to the United States uh, for counterterrorism vetting. And so despite funding UNRWA with over $1 billion under the Biden administration, there's no accountability in terms of who has access to that money. And so I guess Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Joe Biden, you're on the clock. What are you going to do about this? Um, Wow. Incredible stuff going on. And um, lots of things to factor into your decision for president in 2024. Hey, stay tuned. Shannon Burns is next on The Bruce Woolley Show.